Hello, everyone. It's uh, a great pleasure to be here at the first Janison Conference. I've been working with Janison since about 2000. I was at one of those first workshops where I didn't even know what a plug-in is. I'm not a technologist, I'm a teacher. And uh, since that time, I've been um, working on processes that allow teachers to be able to use e-learning effectively, but um, not becoming IT experts. So we've been working, I'm in between jobs or I've moved on. I was uh, at Illawarra Institute, now I'm at Sydney Institute, so some of the work I'll be presenting today is work that I've done over the last four years with Stephen Parker from Illawarra Institute, and now I'm at Sydney Institute, we'll be implementing some of these ideas as well. So my new title is Learning and Innovation, so that's why I titled my presentation. And um, what I'm going to do is talk about my role now at Sydney Institute, and it was at in the Illawarra, is about how we get quality, flexible, innovative educational programs out there at the coalface. And it's, it's a big ask when you consider that most TAFE teachers are 45 plus. They're not digital natives, they're digital immigrants. And uh, we've got the early adopters moving forward, but there's still a lot of work to do. And uh, I'm really excited by some of the um, new changes that I saw before lunch with Janison. I can see them being implemented. I feel myself personally there's a change happening in the teaching environment, that people are much more open to new ideas and to implementing e-learning. What is e-learning? I'm going to define it for you. What are the issues? Professional development. And then I'm going to go through the Teacher Smart process, which is the process we've developed in the Illawarra. And the delivery issues. How do we implement quality, flexible, innovative educational programs? Well, if we don't in vocational education and training in TAFE New South Wales, then we won't be in existence in our current format in a few years' time. It's that important. Um, I'm not going to read that out, but there's lots of talk about the language that we use and the flavour and the political influences on where we're talking about flexible delivery, personalised learning, customised learning. Um, why do you, I like e-learning, and this is from the Australian uh, Flexible fr Framework, and basically it's all about learning, but it's how we do it and the context that we do it in. Uh, and we're all talking here today and tomorrow about ways we can improve that experience for our students. So that's what I'm talking about. There's a, a lack of skill and knowledge amongst our teachers in the use of e-learning. Some teachers that I deal with can't even do an attachment in email and you want them to moderate a chat room session, you want them to log on to a learning management system, it's hard work for them. But it doesn't mean that they're not valued in this new era of teaching and learning. Um, some of the most amazing learning designs that we've implemented in programs have come from teachers and their years of experience as content experts, their years of experience teaching that certain group of, teach of um, students, how do you capture that and uh, turn it into an e-learning resource? 
time and funding. Nobody's got very much money at the moment uh, and that will probably dwindle. How do we get good resources, good programs out there without it costing a fortune? We do need the infrastructure and, and many people have alluded to that this morning. We need systems that work and are reliable. We need models of delivery. Um, why should we reinvent the wheel all the time? Uh, and there needs to be a real sense of collaboration across TAFE New South Wales, but also other institutes and other educational um, organisations. And there's a real e-business case for the future of VET, as I said. Professional development, we need to tackle that um, lack of skill in using technology. And some of the new, term, new tools that are out there, blogging and delicious sites and flickering, teachers are picking that up because they can do it easily. Um, my husband hates technology, says I don't like it, but he buys and sells cars on eBay all the time. So it's those social... Um, influences that are going to affect um, how we apply technology in uh, the education setting. So we need to build on those existing skills and knowledge and we've spent a lot of time making teachers feel very um, comfortable about what they can bring to the changes um, that we're trying to implement. And there's enormous skill and knowledge. Um, and designing effective. What is an effective, flexible learning program? I still really don't know, um, and we're still exploring that. A lot of work. And incorporating emerging technologies. How do you... One week you don't know about blogging, next week you do. How do you cope with the incredible um, change that's happening in the use of technology in teaching and learning? How do teachers keep up with that? Um, it's amazing, but it's also very, very exciting. And we need standards for delivery. So we can't just have teachers having multiple websites without some standards. We're very committed to accessibility uh, in TAFE New South Wales. So we, if a student has a disability, they need to be able to access those resources, copyright issues, etc., and uh, the actual standards of um, getting that out. So there needs to be a huge cultural change. And we've been talking about this for a long time, but it's time now that we have to make people change, encourage them to change. So Teacher Smart, it was um, the result of, of wanting to um, develop a process where teachers could take control of developing and delivering their own resources. And uh, so the process, have we got sound? Yep. So this is just a, a quick overview of what Teachers Mind is about. Smart is an e-learning tool. It's not just about online learning. It is using technology in any mode of delivery to develop and deliver resources that can be used in the workplace, classroom or online. It allows you to enhance educational delivery, the quality and flexibility 
giving the learner more choice and more personalised learning options. It is different as it focuses on developing the skills and knowledge of people in the organisation. Teachers drive the process and we use simple word templates to develop resources so they do not need to be IT experts. Teachers concentrate on this knowledge and skill of the content and experience in teaching and learning. Smart is about learning design, engaging students and encouraging self-directed learning. It is also cost and time effective and so saves valuable resources. So we've got the development um, cost down from about $1,000 per module or unit hour to about $200 and I think we can do better than that in the future using some of the open source tools. It's easy to use. It uses that existing skills and knowledge that teachers have. And some of the teachers that we've worked with over the years, some of the activities that they come up with are awesome. And if you're working with a group of 15 or 20 teachers on a large project, there's no way an instructional designer, I hope there's no instructional designers here, could design the types of activities that you would get working with that richness of knowledge and skill. They just need some direction. It creates learning objects because we need to be able to create resources that can be reused. One effort, modified perhaps, but we need to be able to put them into learning resource repositories and reuse them. And Janison set up beautifully for using learning objects and it is easy to encourage teachers to be able to upload their own materials and the interoperability between different um, systems as well. And as I said, it's very cost and time effective. So the first process is not a difficult process, but it's something that often people forget about, and it's about scoping. So we have this simple document, we sit down with the group, and we, we get them to identify their project aim. Then we document what available resources have you, because often you launch off into a project and you don't have enough people to complete it on time or in budget. And then we get them and we brainstorm this on butcher's paper and we say, you know, what are your students? What are their um, uh, characteristics? So maybe you don't need an online course, maybe you need a CD-ROM. So I'm not going to go through it all. That takes some time and people don't like doing it, but it can save considerable time and money. So the next um, process is called chunking, and Stephen coined this term. So it's taking a big load of content and chunking it into bite-sized bits. And I used this example when I was in Korea earlier this year about office equipment. So it's, it's saying, okay, I want to teach people how to work in an office. How do I do that? What's important? And you chunk it into learning objects.
And then our learning objects have an overview. It has underpinning knowledge that may be reading notes that you create yourself, but it might be a website or a textbook that you're already using. But if I was looking at paper clips, fax machines and an answering machine, well, I really wouldn't want to create an online um, interactive um, exercise for paper clips. But it's important to know about paper clips if you work in an office. But a fax machine, I might create a slideshow. And so that's a teaching and learning component. And this, that simple table is the most important part of developing a good resource. It's the thought that goes into that that results in the end product. It's not the fancy graphics. It's not the flash activities. It's the thought process that goes into the learning design, and that is so important. So the next process is to develop um, the learning object, and we decided to go with a word template. So the desktop um, you load onto your PC or Mac and then you create a folder on C drive that has this template in uh, that folder. The teacher boots that and uh, the green text is instructional text. We do run a professional development workshop but you can't remember everything. And the document is split up um, as part of our conversion process. No, I don't need sound. Um, based on heading ones and twos. So that's the most important thing. But the components, Stephen designed the templates and put the components, and they're what they build the learning design around. And you'll see those in a moment. So if I've decided that I want um, a movie, then, or a video clip, or a slideshow, or a chat room session, I click on the components and that embeds it into the Word document. And so once they've got that table written, then they build their learning object and um, then they have to develop their assets um, at the same time. So activities now. Now the types of activities you develop depends on the funding that you have available and we've been working very much on looking at open source alternatives where, or cheap alternatives, using PowerPoint as an activity, as a slideshow, and getting teachers to take their own photographs using a digital camera or their own videos and creating their own activities with hot potatoes. Because if they can create their own activities, um, it takes pressure off units like the Teaching Learning Resource Unit um, in organisations because we can't afford to create activities, interactive activities for everyone in the organisation. So once you've finished your activity, you go into the applets folder and that's created when you download that from the TeacherSmart desktop. 
And that's a very simple slideshow that I just put together to say that that is fine. It's educationally sound. It doesn't look particularly good, but if you can't afford to have a flash activity, it's okay. And uh, they link it into the Word document just using uh, a hyperlink. So this is a hot potatoes activity. And um, again, it's just a very simple thing. Any teacher can learn how to do this. And they really quite enjoy hot potatoes because they can develop it themselves, they can use it with their students, and if it doesn't work particularly well, then they can modify it and reconvert this document. They're all very quiet. I'm not going to go through the conversion process, but we've created a conversion process that uh, teachers can create uh, very nice-looking learning objects, apply simple style sheets, and uh, they don't have to go anywhere near Dreamweaver. I'll show you a completed one. They, if they don't like the icons, they can replace the icons. The conversion process, hopefully, also adds the alt tags. So again, that saves a lot of time. If you don't like the blue men, you can change it or you can remove the icons. So that's what the foldish structure looks like and that's the learning object. You then transfer that to the development server and you upload, you search in the back end of Janison and you upload those pages and you have an online course or you can put it onto a CD-ROM. So the delivery comes back to your scoping process. Delivery issues, I think one of the strengths of Janison is the ability, have I said Janison three times yet? Uh, is its ability to manage students. And I don't think in our current um, situation that it is a, a real problem because we don't have thousands of students online in TAFE New South Wales yet. But when we do, the management system in, in Janison uh, will allow us to track um, assessment events, participation rates, etc. And I think that's really strong and it's easy to use. So we can look at groups, activity, assessment and for RTO auditing, we really need to be able to do that effectively and efficiently. The communication tools in Janison, the chat room that uh, learn, learning place we're talking about, um, you can do wonderful things with chat and forum, great learning experiences, communicating with your students without it being um, very costly. I developed... Um, a couple of years ago, an online role play that is still running and it works so well just using the very simple features in the first version of Janison. And uh, it's a great learning experience. So in summary, it's really important that we have quality, flexible, innovative educational programs in TAFE New South Wales. E-learning 
innovation, same thing, I think. The issues are affecting everybody who is in educational delivery today. Professional development is the key. We need to continually uh, support our staff, give them just-in-time uh, professional development that is aimed at uh, what they need to do at the coalface. And Teacher Smart is just a process, but it's a very powerful process of being able to create good resources that can be used in multiple um, delivery. And uh, it puts the teacher in charge of the process. It empowers teachers to implement e-learning, and that's the crux of Teacher Smart and the important process. And delivery, well, there are so many issues, uh, delivery issues, and I'm really pleased to see the new innovations that Janison will be implementing, and I can't wait to use the conferencing and the debating tools. Um, I think you can get uh, a course up and running very quickly. There are different models of delivery. You can, with Janison, get a course up and running in a day with good resources because there's enough around that you can pull in and use. Um, and then you can move along the spectrum until you get a really professional um, course. But we've got to get teachers being willing to move through that spectrum. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Julie. I think you've raised about 100 sort of development issues there and also alternatives to the way we do development. Um, we've got time for a couple of quick questions. If anyone's got any questions for Julie? Right up the end. I'll start down here. Uh, hi, Julie. I guess the main thing is um, the methodology uh, uh, that you've got in place to uh, allow teachers to directly update their content rather than the normal, I guess, uh, uh, software. You're treating it like a software product. You're getting teachers to treat the learning management system as a tool. Is it... Have you got that documented in a, in a policy that can be uh, e easily adapted to other yes, places? Yes, yeah, the, uh, the uh, teacher, you're talking about the process. Yeah, There's, we give um, people who come along to our workshops, I should be saying, Stephen gives people who come along to his workshops um, two CDs that they take away with them and on those CDs is all the documentation, the process, all of the documents that we've created to make it uh, work. And it's certainly my aim to work collaboratively with the Illawarra to create a course so that we can run a face-to-face -face workshop but then have online resources that when staff go away and they're stuck, they can go into the online resource and, and see um, what to do. Well, now I'm at Sydney, I'm going to have to change some of the um, policies and procedures. About You're saying about teachers having access to upload their own documents. Yeah, I think you need to start and um, get a few people in each faculty or each section skilled up and, and put them in control of, of that process. But slowly, as teachers develop the skills, um, then move that permission to them. I think uh, lots of organisations have made the decision not to let teachers have that much control and I think it's not going to work unless we do give them that control. But we have to give them the professional development to be able to do it properly. Yeah, I, I see that. Uh, you've got the steps documented there because there's a process 
They have. No, we don't. No, we don't. We do have some policy documentation that we're upgrading. Stephen's working on that at present, and at Sydney we're going to have to do it as well. Yes, there are roadblocks. The technologists get very um, uneasy about teachers having those rights. And I'm not saying to give it to teachers without the professional development, but it's certainly not rocket science to be able to go in and, and search for a file and upload it. We do that in all sorts of different areas. And um, it's very, it's, it's not difficult. And maybe not all teachers will not do that because all teachers won't want to do that. But if we have people in teaching sections that can take control of that, then it still empowers them. Okay, we might move on to our next presenter. If you'd all just put your hands together again for Julie. Thank you very much for putting the time to that presentation and raising all those issues. Wonderful stuff.